Welcome, everybody, to our Advent prayer journey. And the word Advent comes from the Latin word, which was originally translated from a Greek word, parousia, which referred to the coming of Christ in the flesh as well as his second coming. Advent has been a part of the church calendar since the early days of the church, and it's a tool to help us prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. Take a moment to pause, take a breath, and refocus your scattered thoughts on the presence of Jesus. And as you breathe, remember that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not some impersonal life force or power, but a companion for life who walks with you every day. Rather than praying what you think that you should pray, pray from an honest place. Pray as if your best friend were sitting right next to you with a listening ear. Today, pray the prayer of Psalm chapter 98, verses 7 through 9. It says this, Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. I love the imagery that we have in this verse. We see nature caught up in a powerful worship service. We see rivers clapping their hands on rhythm. Well, hopefully on, on rhythm. Uh, I think we've all been to that church service before, am I right? Uh, and the mountains are singing. The creator of the world is so incredible that he even commands worship from his creation. And isn't it true? I mean, ha have you ever seen a sunset that just draws you into a place of worship? There's something about the beautiful scenes of nature that inspire a sense of awe and even gratitude. Nature isn't just beauty, it gives glory to something. It's the art of an artist. Have you ever seen a, a beautiful picture and thought to yourself, who made this? I need to know. Who is capable of creating something this beautiful? And see, that's what creation is to God, his masterpiece. Creation is like an arrow pointing us to the infinitely brilliant and beautiful artist capable and powerful enough to create something like beach cliffs along Highway 1 or the Rocky Mountains. Take some time today to be out in creation because just like looking at a picture, you can encounter a piece of the artist. In being in creation, you can encounter God. Pray this prayer today. Lord, today I praise you like creation does. I too give glory to you. You are the God powerful enough and beautiful enough to create the wonders of the world. You yourself are wonderful.
Hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus, there were prophecies about his life. Let's read this passage together, and as we do, we can understand more fully who he is. This is Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. It says, Sing, daughter, Zion. Shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. There's, in this text, there's a, an enunciation of an era of new grace for the people of God. Grace is the most defining characteristic of Christianity. It makes Christianity so different from any other religion. Grace in the New Testament is packed full of rich meaning. Paul uses the word grace in a variety of ways. Grace is forgiveness of your sins. Grace means that when God sees you, he doesn't see your record, but the perfect record of Jesus himself. Grace is also, however, the power that helps you to live a godly life. And so in this era, the hand of God, the love of God, isn't pushing against you in punishment because of your wrongdoing, but it's pushing you forward into righteousness and joy. When you think about how God feels about you, do you think punishment or favor? Is he for you or against you? According to this verse, the only conclusion that we can come to is that God is for us. Pray this prayer today, Lord, be with me. Push me forward by your grace. Help me become the righteous and joyful person that you have called me to be. As we return again to our passage, listen for the natural inflections that you hear in this passage. Are there certain words or phrases that jump out to you? And what might God be saying to you by highlighting those phrases? Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. Sing, daughter Zion, shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. There's this joy that we're instructed to have. And the reason that we're instructed to have joy is because God has taken away our punishment. This means that we never again have to question where God is when it comes to me. 
Is he against me? Is he for me? If you have accepted the grace that Jesus offers you, the answer is always and undoubtedly a resounding, I am for you. He wants the best for you. And he is actively working in your life to push you closer and closer to the life that is truly life. This certainly can create in you a perfect peace and a heart free from fear. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So this means that the more you grow in the certainty that God is for you and loves you, the more fear is driven out of your heart. Today, don't allow the lie that you aren't loved by God take root. As our passage says today, he will take great delight in you. Let's close with this prayer. Lord, I thank you for the certainty of knowing where I stand with you. I am the one you delight in. You are for me and not against me.